When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Donna and Steve Experience. Nice. On my talk 1071, everything entertainment, like music. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. Hey, bro. Ready for the music news? I got my guitar in hand just to be in spirit with you. I'm not threatening to play anything like Elton John, Rocket Man. She packed my bags last night. Free flight. <clears throat> Zero house, Nani here. <laughs> and I'm gonna be higher. Yes, I got about there. That's great, Steve. Thank you, Donna. Bravo! Do we have any other music news, or are we just going right back to commercial? No, no. We've got some music news. I love Dave Grohl. I don't know much Uh about him. He just seems like a very lovely, kind, fun, fun, funny... Good energy at your party. Man, yes. He just seems so great. Remember he had that little drum off with that young girl... Mm-hmm. who was like 10 or 11, and he just plays along. He plays well with others. Um, but he was being interviewed. Oh, gosh, I should probably give this guy credit. I don't know who's interviewing him, but uh, he looks very familiar. We'll say Geraldo. I think it's someone from like CBS News or something. Okay. But, um, okay, or Geraldo Rivera. So <laughs> his drumming career all began with his teeth. Before he could afford a drum kit, he would learn rhythms in his mouth and would use the pillows on his bed to represent drums and cymbals. Wow. Let me give you a little sampling. Kick it. Doesn't that play into your mouth noise uh, phobia or no? Can I have a question from back of room? Uh, Yep, guy with the weird hair, nice shirt. Can I ask again what was making that sound for clarity? Were pillows involved there or just zippers? No, that zippers? was Dave Grohl's teeth. Teeth on a zipper or nope, a button? teeth in his mouth, just against uppers no. and lowers. No, he's not. Yeah. Cl- no, that's not a chomp, chomp, chomp. That's chomp, chomp, chomp. That's not chomp, chomp, chomp. Listen, we can link up this video if you would like to see it. Click on the linky link, link, link. All right, I am going to link this up once I validate that it's legit. Okay, so above the yellow portion that I have there... Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, he was on the BBC. Oh, my word. And he's doing it right next to the microphone that he's wearing. Mm. And the thing is, his dentist 
he was, was either a, thrilled or heartbroken. Very not happy. He said, um, the dentist said, do you chew a lot of ice? And he said, uh, I don't think so. Why? He saw an unusual amount of uh, deterioration on his teeth. Maybe at, like someone who grinds or something like that. And he yeah. was like, oh, wait, I could play drums with my teeth. And so he made the dentist put his ear close to uh, his mouth, and then the dentist kicked him out. (laughs) Wow. So there's that I don't even think I could do the thing that he's doing that makes my teeth feel sensitive just to think about it. Go ahead, Donna. Um, I could do this. Yeah. No. Sometimes I shiver so bad that my teeth just clatter and I can't make them stop. I hardly ever shiver. Hmm. I bet you I've shivered less than... Well, it must be nice. <laughs> I suppose you have a good furnace or something. Oh, no, just, you know, veins. Uh, did you happen to check out Casey Musgrave's performance on Saturday Night Live, the first one where she did uh, Justified? No, missed all of Saturday Night Live, remember? Forgot that it's it was on. Saturday Night Live! It's Saturday Night Live! Well, here's a little bit of her performance. I, I really like the song. Okay, so very pretty, right? Sure. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. Live, for sure. She's sitting on, I believe, a bar stool with her guitar, and it appears that she is completely naked. That's not how I play. So she's got cowboy boots on, so she's not completely uh, naked. But the lighting was dim, and there was a spotlight at the very end, but even then you couldn't tell. And apparently this was a nod to Forrest Gump when Robin Wright's character as Jenny did the same thing. So Casey Musgraves tweeted the picture of Jenny from uh, behind and you see her naked backside. So there is a Reddit thread about this and a couple of audience members were pretty sure she was either naked or very close to it. There were walls that were blocking their view before the performance and staff oh. wrapped her in large towels after she finished. So I wonder if she was like in a a yeah. strapless bathing suit. Yeah, you know, they got all those movie tricks, right? So it was probably yeah, some sort of a flesh colored yes. like a bodysuit that was, yeah. you know, strapless. So Anyway, uh, what else do you need to know? Oh, should we talk about the... Do we have time to talk about the Tony Bennett Yeah, we story? do, real quick. Uh, we got a little cute, uh, sound cued up here. So they did a special on 60 Minutes last night about Tony Bennett. His album, Duets, came out last week. It's going to be presumably his final album. He was doing his uh, build-up to his final performances ever that were going to be happening at Radio City Music Hall. Four years ago in 2017, he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. It's a 14-minute piece. Here's about a minute or a minute 30 of it, though, that I think you might enjoy and anderson cooper is there in uh, uh tony bennett's beautiful new york city apartment overlooking the skyline in central park and tony is sort of in and out in and out in terms of just being available in the conversation his wife of many years is doing most of the talking then tony bennett's accompanist starts to play the piano tony comes around the corner and starts to do this okay so you want me at five twelve, right yes sir okay here it comes Obviously, incredibly poignant to hear Tony Bennett, a man who is, you Wait, know, did I do that in right? likely the, I don't the final chapters so. of his life. <laughs> it's talk- counting backwards. All right, come oh. on. This, um... His wife, by the way, 55 years old. It's when Tony walks out to the piano. I know. Rocco, yeah. if that helps visually. And you know what? And now that I hit pause, the video went away and won't come back. All right, how about this? Why don't we do it when we come back? Because I think you'll enjoy hearing it. Um, it's interesting. And his wife... 
yeah. by his side is really, really fantastic. And there, there's sort of a an intriguing thing that happens when Tony Bennett mm-hmm. approaches the mm-hmm. piano. Uh, but I got to tell you, at the very beginning of this story, and I'm going to watch the whole thing um, on 60 Minutes up on the big screen, but his voice, his voice is just remarkable uh, the notes that he hits i cannot believe it he's 95 and frankly they have stuff that is him singing from uh, you know 40 years ago and then stuff today and it just sounds the same so we'll hear a little bit of tony bennett from this special that aired uh this story rather that aired on how he prefers final performance ever battling dementia uh that when we come back plus we've got fast food fries ranked we'll get a little food news after we listen to some Tony Bennett, all when we come back, it's Donna and Steve on My Talk. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Rocco joins us as well. Hi. He's our DJ Rock Lobster. Hey. Clap, 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 clap. All right. So. Um, Rocco, did we get our technical difficulties I figured I out? Did. CBS video is weird. Let me just tell you it something is. real quick about this. Uh, we, we link this up. If you want to watch the whole thing, it's over on the Donna and Steve Show links page. Um, and it's like a 14-minute story. I just have to tell you, I just sit through, I think, a 60-second commercial at the yes. beginning, fine. And then Anderson Cooper comes in, like says, here's what we're going to do. This is the story. And I'm not kidding. It was like two or three minutes of commercial that right. played. And it, you had to really pay your dues. So so hopefully when I hit play here, it won't give us another, uh, you know, exogen <laughs> thermometer commercial here. But, but we never know. Um, and here's, okay, so again, just to reset here, Tony Bennett, diagnosed with dementia in 2017. They did a special on him last night, a story on him in 60 minutes as he prepped for his final farewell concert at Radio City Music Hall. They just didn't want him to say goodbye to performing during the pandemic. They wanted people to be there. Most of the interview, Tony's wife is talking. When Tony's accompanist starts to play the piano in Tony's beautiful New York City apartment, Tony shuffles around the corner really cute, and then this happens. All his old songs were somehow still there. He sang an hour-long set from memory. Hmm. Uh, Now let's keep listening here to his doctor speak. Yeah. Bravo, Tony. Thank you. That was incredible. You just start playing something and it's all there when i start playing tony is completely engaged and this is a whole new performance and new phrases new nuance Mm. (laughs) nothing short of a miracle dr gayatri devi explained how a transformation like that was possible people respond differently depending on their strengths in tony's case it's his musical memory his ability to be a performer those are an innate and hardwired part of his brain. So even though he doesn't know what the day might be or where his apartment is, he still can sing the whole repertoire of the American Songbook and move people. How does Isn't that music? something? That is amazing. So then I think back to, uh, I think it was in early 2017 that I saw him at Mystic Lake. And he came out and started singing the first song, but then he dropped a couple of the lines. And then he quickly, you know, gathered back. That would have been early, though, I, I, in his diagnosis. And so it makes you sort of more amazed that he was able to do an hour plus in front of us. And he got standing O after standing O. Yeah. But, you know, even when his accompanist, who he's worked with for a long time, and I love just these New York Jersey accents. Tony, though, was unbelievable. I love, I loved everything I heard. <laughs> but to say that there are new nuances and there's new phrasing within those which means he's still creating and still responding to the music 
is is such a cool thing. And he knows his wife, which is really, really nice. Yes, hasn't forgotten her. Right. So those two, you know, they're like stuck together like glue. You know, she's like, she's not going to leave his side anywhere right. he goes. And then he's performing. They, they also interviewed Lady Gaga, who's just lovely. And he introduced her when she came out on stage during his final performance mm-hmm. for the first time in a long time by saying her name because usually mm. he just calls her sweetheart and mm. she said that in that moment she was so moved but she's a professional and she had to go on and just kind of compartmentalize her internal reaction to that moment when she went on stage and then she uh, walks him off stage. It's just like a really lovely friendship. Yeah, it's a sweet relationship that they've developed. And if you haven't watched any of their music videos together, Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett, it's really cute to watch. Yeah. And and you can see from the first time that they did something, I think, in 2014 together, all the way up until present day, you see this this playful turn to tenderness by mm-hmm. the end of it mm-hmm. and it's it's really cute so anyway uh that whole tony bennett story from 60 minutes with 11 minutes of ads baked into it it is a real grinder <laughs> in terms of the internet commercial department but right. still linked up on the don and steve show links page i don't remember watching one commercial and i watched it last night i just the, went i just googled oh my Donna. i just googled um tony bennett 60 minutes and I don't think I sat through one commercial. Rocco, is she calling us liars Maybe or what? I was on oh YouTube. Gosh. Maybe you're on the CBS uh, yes. page. I was on YouTube. Oh, the CBS page is yeah. tough sledding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any hoozle, uh, what do you want to do? We've got I, a little food talk. Pull over at that drive-thru. I'm hungry. I got a all hankering. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. Welcome to Donna and Steve's. Can I interest you in some food news today? Yummy. All right, do you want me to give you the fast food fries ranked? Yes. Okay. From, from five down to one. Yep, this is according to uprocks.com. And number five is Wendy's hot and crispy fries. Check. I like their fries. They're good. They got a sea salt situation. A little bit of the skin of the potato is still on them. I love that which you I know like. exactly what they're like. Oh my gosh! I, could, right. I bet you I could do a blind taste test and tell you where oh these fries gosh, came really? from. Okay, uh, number four is Popeyes Cajun fries. Never had their fries. Okay, so Steve never had those. Who's not giving the Popeyes? I don't know who this is. Rallies slash checkers. Oh, that must be like a West Coast thing. They're seasoned fries. <sighs> Seasoning salt. On French fries should be happening all the time and everywhere. Okay. Number two on the list, Steve McDonald's French. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson. Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And tries. You know, this is that's worthy of its own segment and its own debate. McDonald's is interesting because you know, fry to fry, it's just not as good of a fry. But there is a nostalgia baked in there. There's a certain flavor. There's a certain smell to them. And when they're hot, they are tough to compete with. But you know, if you place a McDonald's fry next to almost any other French fry, you would pick any other French fry. What? You would. Just like, I mean, the look of it, the thinness of the oh, potato. okay. So you want something a little... I like. I do like the crinkle fries. Those are really good. Love crinkle fries. Crinkle Culver's. Fries. Oh. Slap me with a crinkle. I was over by Culver's yesterday, and I thought, should I go through the Culver's drive-thru and, if hold, not, and hold everybody up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you at that menu would be a real problem. I'd be like, I, I, do you have just like a grilled chicken sandwich, please? Do they? I don't know. I've never ordered a grilled chicken. They've got the world's greatest chicken tenders. The world's greatest chicken tenders. And every time after I eat them, within an hour, I say to my wife, I feel so salty. Yeah. It's really salty, and it's really good. What? Sodium's illegal now? Great. Number, Thanks a lot, communist. Go ahead. Number one on the list comes to us from that auto parts store, Five Guys. Okay. So Donna Their saw fries. Five Guys, thought it was a hardware store like Pep Boys. No, I thought it was like a, um, what's what's like an auto parts store? Pet Boys. Oh, it is? Oh, okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> it looks like one. Like th- like when I grew up, there was a place called Thousand and One Auto, auto Parts, and I thought that's what this oh, was. Auto. Shut up, Steve. <laughs> Burger King is number 19. Oh, there's are Sonic is number 20. Dairy Queen is number 22. Arby's number 23. Taco uh, Bell Nacho Fries come in at number 9. Never tried them. Would like to. Um, Alrighty. Let's play a game. I'd like to do that. 651-641-1071. That's the number you call. You'll play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge with us. Bet on me or Donna, the right person. You win a prize. 651-641-1071. Call now. Game time. Next. It's time to go to college. College, college, college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host. DJ Rock Lobster. Lobster. I want to see how smart you are. I do want to see how smart you are. Let's have a fun time, everyone. Okay, yes. um, Also on the phone, to, uh, who's going to make a, a wager on how smart you are, and I think I got her name right. Is it Teresa? Teresa? Yeah, something like that? Teresa. Hey, Teresa. What's up? It's your buddy. Not too much. How about yourself, Steve? Uh, here's a C chord. There you go. <laughs> Yay. I'm Donna? here, too. Donna, Hi, do Teresa. you have anything for her? I have Hi, a, hi, I have this for you. Me, 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 me. You both sound wonderful. Thanks, Thanks Teresa. Teresa. That was good. You're our buddy. Well, as I told you guys earlier, I spent the weekend uh, doing a lot of kids' soccer stuff. Oh, no. So I thought this I would can't quiz be good. you on um, <laughs> soccer films. Soccer yes. films. Yes. Um, and I, we want to know uh, who Teresa thinks knows more about soccer films. Is it Donna or is it Steve? <laughs> and if she guesses right, she gets a My Talk t-shirt. Uh, 
All right, Donna. I love you. But? I always have. I haven't <laughs> talked to you in person before, but um, I have on Twitter and Facebook. But I think I'm going to have to go with Steve. That's okay. That's my girl right there. Probably the smart thing to do. All right, bye. T-Bone, while she leaves, I'm going to show you that if you just slide that C chord up two frets, leave your fingers on the same strings, here's what will happen. Now wait, slide it up two. It's a different sort of emotion that it it beckons. Am I right? That is true. All right. All right, um, I'm going to ask Steve three questions about soccer films. Kicking and screaming, bend it like Beckham. All right, keep going, sorry. And um, and Invictus. Something like that. Um, <laughs> all right, I'll start with this one, Steve. It's kind of a long-winded question, but that's why I lead with it. Uh, there was a 2005 Farrelly's Brother romantic comedy. It was based on a 1992 Nick Hornby book and a remake of a 1997 British film. Both the book and the original film were about soccer, but the 2005 film was switched to baseball. Name it. Pass. A comic actor who starred as the youth soccer coach in the 2005 film Kicking and Screaming. Self-deprecating one-liner comedian who starred as a soccer coach in the 1992 film Ladybugs. <laughs> Ronnie Dangerfield. Okay. Um, can you ask the first one so again? The first, so first one. There was a 2005 Farrelly Brothers movie. It was romantic comedy. It was based on a book and a movie. And both the book and the original oh, yeah. movie were about soccer. But then they switched that movie to baseball. Yeah. Th- this Name is it. like um, like a it's a play on that, Teresa. Let's bring you in here. It's like a baseball or ball hardball or something sort of sophomoric. I think in the title. Teresa, oh, Teresa, any guesses? I have no clue. I'm sorry, Steve. Oh, man. Okay, well, listen. I do think that two out of three is going to be good enough to get us to a tiebreaker. I think um, right. I'm just, all right, we're going to have to what throw if I in the said towel. To you, what if yeah. I said to you, uh, it starred uh, Drew Barrymore and Jimmy Fallon? Fever pitch. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with that as our final answer. Okay. Final answer. Okay, maybe I'll give that same question. Yeah, please do. Give that to Donna. Yes, indeed. Well, let's put Teresa... Let's see. Let's put her on hold. I'll wave at Donna. Hi, Donna. All right. Here she comes. Here comes Donna Valentine. Donna Valentine. Hello, Hello, Donna. How's it going? Soccer Very good. Okay. You know, when I was a kid, I watched a soccer movie. It starred Pele, Michael Caine, and Sylvester Stallone, and it was called Victory. Hmm. And it was about POW camp members who won their freedom by uh, defeating their guards in the game of soccer. Nice. But that question didn't make the cut. These Mm. three did. Are you ready, Donna? Yeah, okay. Okay. 2005 movie, romantic comedy, starring Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore. Oh. It was based on a 1992 Nick Hornby book and a remake of a 1997 British film. Both the book and the original were both about soccer. But in the 2005 it's remake, baseball. it was switched to baseball. Yeah. What was it? Oh, it's not Never Been Kissed. It's um, He was really way into sports. Like, his whole house was decorated like that. And believe me, I've dated a guy like that. I'm going to pass for Okay, now. number two. Comic actor who starred as the youth soccer coach in the 2005 film Kicking and Screaming. No idea. Pass. And self-deprecating one-liner comedian who starred as a soccer coach in the 92 film Ladybugs. 
Oh my God, Rocco, these are hard. Steve got the first one is oh gosh, it's called yep. baseball love, love baseball for the love, love of ball. Yes, well, I baseball. think we'll give her a half a point on that one. <laughs> yes. Well, I they were kind of hard, but uh, your opponent did uh, get them. This was just her a blind spot for her, I it think. Was. Nobody likes that. Uh, let's start with question number one. Question one. I, at first, I didn't give the Drew Barrymore, Jimmy Fallon part of it, um, and they didn't get it. Then when I added it, they both knew it was Fever Pitch. Damn it. Fever Pitch. Good movie. That was a fun movie. The yeah. uh, Kicking and Screaming film starred Will Ferrell mm. and the self-deprecating one-liner comedian from 92's Ladybugs was Rodney Dangerfield. Mm. My wife and I were happy for 20 years. Then we met. Hey, Teresa, do you want to play the uh, tiebreaker just for kicks? Sure, why not? All right. Okay, I'm going to play a song, and you tell me uh, the soccer wife who's in this band. Steve. Steve. David Beckham. Yes, the soccer wife. Yeah. Okay. Victoria Beckham, Posh Spice. My marriage is on the rocks again. Yeah, my wife just broke up with her boyfriend. No, bend it like Beckham? I got Beckham in there somehow. My father carries around the picture of the kid who came with his wallet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you silly, silly. You know, speaking of Rodney Dangerfield and Ladybugs... I haven't spoken to my wife in years. I didn't want to interrupt her. <laughs> Way to go, Teresa. Thank you, guys. Thank you, I appreciate it. Love you, guys. We love you. Have a great day. Donna. Hey, what? I'm, be- I'm trying to be a good sport. What? <laughs> I, it's very difficult for me to concentrate once I start reading either Rodney Dangerfield punchlines or Mitch Hedberg. Well, why don't you try? I'm in a black hole right now. Do I just your want best you to, know. to try right now. I will do my best, but I will also Time for a tip. make no guarantees. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. 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 My father's dying wish, he wanted me to be on his lap. He was in the electric chair. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? Why? I d- <laughs> I've never heard this one before. <laughs> and I've read these many times on this show. I drink too much. The last time I gave a urine sample, it had an olive in it. <laughs> And then when he hit the the bass drum, hi hat is really great. Rim shot, whatever. <laughs> That's a funny joke. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, I'm totally ripping that off. That's funny. Oh my gosh. That's a funny mm. one. Okay, here's a sitch. The CDC is recommending if you are going to be hosting Thanksgiving or going to a Thanksgiving get together. Uh, this is a tip to celebrate the holidays safely. Okay, so obviously all the, you know, getting vaccinated, wearing a mask, social distancing, celebrity, mm-hmm. uh, celebrating virtually is another one. 
But they also say outdoors is safer than indoors. But here's a new one. If you're going to be inside, the CDC suggests buying a window fan. They say open your doors and windows and set up the fan so that it blows air out. This will also pull Mm. fresh air in through the open windows, but then it sucks it out. Your thoughts. I'll hang up and listen. Um, That's an interesting thought. I like a good fan. I like I want to be cooler than I do want to be hot. When I'm indoors. So, look, I want to wear a cable knit sweater on Thanksgiving, sue me, Susie. You put a box fan in that window, maybe I'll do it. Keep it cooler, fresher air. I don't know that I'm going to do it, but I sort of like this idea. I mean, it's. You're not going to do it. Are you going to be here? I'm going to be here. My parents home? might be here, actually. Oh, lovely. My parents might spend Thanksgiving with us for the first time in quite a while. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Fantastic. Also, not to bring the room down, but be oh, careful is... out there. I just read a stat that COVID-19 deaths in the U.S. alone, these are deaths, not people who have experienced COVID, but people who have died as a result of covid 700,000 mm-hmm. in the U.S. alone. Yeah, that's a sad, sad number, man. That is greater than the population of Boston. And the last 100,000 deaths occurred during a time when vaccines were available to any American over the age of 12. So obviously this is frustrating for doctors and public health officials as well as the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so just, You said not to bring the room down. I know, but then, just but to be then clear, I like, did. Do you, do you do this at parties? I try not to, thank you. Um, should I try to bring the room back yeah, up? Yeah, do it! One last danger yeah, field yeah. run? No, okay. I was so ugly, my mother used to feed me with a slingshot. <laughs> we come back it is our seinfeld segment uh we've got some uh, pretty interesting things about uh jerry seinfeld there is a promo <laughs> from netflix uh because they just got all the seasons of seinfeld very cute very funny also jerry seinfeld is apologizing for b movie i know you love that movie <laughs> i didn't know you would apologize for this but hey yeah, I'll tell you. Why. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be great. Why is why apologizing? Do my fingers look like butter sticks? That is coming up next. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Appreciate you listening to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, along with that guy, DJ Rock Lobster. I doodled up. What's the deal? Okay, so uh, let me start with this because it's super cute. Netflix has this. um, They're doing a promotional campaign for having secured the Seinfeld archives. So um, they've it's really been fun. Um, They did a Lego version of Seinfeld. So remember when Legos came out with the Seinfeld set? Yeah, and it was so cool because it broke the fourth wall, too. So it showed it as the set that you would really 
see if you were there for a taping back in the 90s. Right. Really cool. So, Netflix sent out this weekend a promo that uh, includes Brian Cranston, uh, Patrick Warburton, and then Jerry Seinfeld is dressed as a Lego. And it's pretty, pretty humorous. We can play a little bit of it if you want to get the, the gist of it. Coming this fall to Netflix, Seinfeld. It's must-see TV like you've never seen it before. Inspired by the wildly popular Lego set model. <laughs> it's Lego Seinfeld. He's blocky. He's stoppy. He's one half real organic matter. He has sea hands. <laughs> and he's every bit as funny as his human counterpart. I am the human counterpart. They shrunk me down. Quiet. Quiet. I guess I'll have cereal. Legos. Never spoils. White Legos. <laughs> His pants clean in one wipe. <laughs> I, I don't know what this is. What are we selling here? Oh, sorry, Jerry. You have no say. We bought the series and we can do whatever we want with it. <laughs> and you. But I don't want to be a Lego. <laughs> I don't know who I'm working for at this point. <laughs> Hello? Hello? He's this on the phone. phone is not real. <laughs> Lego Putty sold separately. Yeah, that's right. Lego Watley, not available. Yeah. What happened to Watley? He did like five episodes. Six. <laughs> but I am that's not cute. a toy. All 180 episodes only on Netflix. That's fun. It's cute. It's different. It's fun. Yeah, I thought you'd get a kick out of that. He's 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 comfy watching. So now just to understand this, Jerry Seinfeld no longer has any rights to Seinfeld. He sold them. No, I think they're having a little fun with that. I'm sure there is an ironclad contract which says they're they're just joking within the promo, saying, I, "Yeah, I we can make you a Lego now." I know, but I guess what I'm asking is, is did Jerry get paid? Is Jerry yes. the person who got paid? Oh my gosh, yes. Why? So why would he even want anything to do with it anymore? He's probably made a billion dollars because he probably signed a five-year agreement. I see. Just this is genius. He's like he is like a, a pro athlete getting paid perpetually in his prime. Remember the Hulu deal from maybe five or seven years ago? He did the whole thing to Hulu. It was oh, worth a hundred plus million dollars. I do. They get to keep it for a while. Netflix will have a term. They purchase this for a term, and uh, and then at the end of that, Netflix, you want to keep it, you got to pay up. Or guess what? It's on Peacock now, or whatever other streaming service has money and needs a boost. It's gonna. It's amazing. He, the amount of money that Seinfeld has made just off of Seinfeld since ending Seinfeld. It, we've never seen anything like it in the entertainment world, ever. Okay. It's amazing. And, and it is just the right time for Seinfeld, too, because he already made tons of money. He was making like $60 million a year in standard television syndication before streamers. Okay, okay. This guy, and, and you know, I'm sure others, Larry David is is getting paid. I'm sure the actors, too, are getting taken care of as well. Not as well as Jerry, but to some extent, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Okay. All right. Meanwhile, other Jerry news. Um, you might not see Jerry Seinfeld's sneakers in the new uh, in Seinfeld on Netflix because I guess some nerds are upset that Netflix stretched it out to fit your TV, 
instead of leaving it in four by three, which is when you watch an older show and it has the black boxes on the side. Oh, yeah. And so in order to do that, it was originally shot in four by three. So in order to do that, it sort of stretches out the image. Only nerds will notice, but I guess they, they were saying they had a whole write-up on it on Slate. They were upset about it. Well, I And just saying, we're never going to see a sneakers again. Well, the I read a little bit about it, too. And they may have a point, because they were saying that there's a there's a bit where there's like a funny pothole uh, joke in an episode. And because of the way they cropped it, you can't even see the pothole anymore. But see, I wonder if that's already been the case when you watch it on TBS and TNT or wherever it's been before. Because I feel like when I've watched Seinfeld just in syndication on TV, it has been stretched. You know how they say that at the beginning of like a movie sometimes? This has been restretched and formatted to fit the screen that you're watching it on. Mm-hmm. Which yes, means yes. that they take away, crop out some of the original things that were shot because you're not watching it on a movie screen, you're watching it on a television. I'm okay with it. I would rather have 150 episodes that are that it still works and it fits the full screen and sacrifice a few of those jokes for some other ones. I do not like the black boxes on my, like on a big screen TV, a wide screen. It just feels like, look at all this inefficient space. (laughs) So you might not see him. Sorry, Steve. It's all right. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld also uh, talking about the B movie. (laughs) So we, we really like the B movie. It is very Seinfeldian in how it's written. A lot of little punchlines, cute. You're not like, you know, slapping your leg laughing the whole time, but it's clever. It's very clever in how it's written, as Seinfeld would write something all about life as a bee. But I guess now he's walking back a little bit of the bee-human relationship, saying he did not want to necessarily promote an interspecies romance, which sort of got away from him. I, I, I've read some of what he had to say. I haven't, haven't heard the audio, but we have a little bit of Seinfeld talking about bee movie. And I apologize for what seems to be a certain uncomfortable, subtle sexual aspect of the B movie, which really was not intentional. Um, but after uh, it came out, I realized this is really not appropriate for children. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not interesting. Because the B seemed to have a thing for the girl. Yeah. You know, and we don't really want to pursue that as an idea. In, in children's entertainment. <laughs> that makes sense. He kind of liked Renee Zellweger's character. So then he said they would write it, and then they're like, you know what, why don't we pull this back a little bit? Let's. This is, this is, this is a friendship here. There's no buzz between them. Ah, I see what you did there. Sure, now Steve will read the bee joke that he wrote as a child. Okay. What did the one bee say to the other bee when he asked him how his date went? What? He said it was great. I necked her. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Oh, it's beautiful, Steve. Thank Steve will you. be here all day and be all here. week. Nice, uh, see, with true ease. Thank you. Uh, okay, so are you, oh, I've got some Squid Game news for you. Yeah, and I got a problem with how we're going to finish Squid Game here. Yeah? Yeah. Problemo. yeah a oh, little, I can't uh, wait to hear. It's just a thing in my personal life that might impede me finishing Squid Game anytime soon. I'm sorry to hear that. Not really. Also, make sure you keep listening because you could win a pair of tickets to the Minnesota Wild Home opener. Uh, That'll be coming up, oh, sometime in the next hour. So make sure you're listening for that. We'll be right back.